Hello, everybody. Happy CASPA season. We are in full effect for PA school applications right now. And on today's episode, I will talk to you guys mostly about my full-time position as a psychiatric PA. I'll also give you guys a little bit of life updates, PA-related updates as well, and some things to look forward to in future episodes. But today, we'll mainly focus on my job as a psych PA, what a psych PA does, as well as just important information when going through negotiations, your first job, things that I feel are important to look out for. So here we go. Okay, y'all. So as you may or may not remember from last episode, I had started, I believe, all my jobs except for one at that point. Well, now I have officially started and gotten knees deep in all of my jobs. So I currently am working in pain management on Monday mornings, psychiatry majority of the time, on Friday evenings and some Saturday evenings. I work my home health job doing in-home health risk assessments as an independent contractor PA for Um, insurance companies and last but not least on Saturday mornings I work four hours at my local low T center helping with testosterone replacement therapy I thoroughly enjoy each of my jobs and I like that they're all a little bit different from each other I think it's been helping me in a way to prevent early onset burnout and to just kind of keep my skills sharp keep me on my toes and keep me from getting bored right That being said, I do have an update about the jobs. I will be sadly leaving my pain management job in the next two weeks, but it is for a very good reason. That reason being that I have been offered a full-time salaried position at my psychiatric job because another provider is leaving the company. I was a little unexpected, so originally when I was hired on, It was as a more of a fellowship role because they weren't really needing another PA at that time, but now they are, (laughs) and I just happened to be there at the right time, I suppose, right? It kind of worked out almost serendipitously, so I'm really excited because as you guys probably already know, psychiatry is my heart. It is my, really my passion as a PA. I definitely see myself staying in psychiatry for as long as I'm a PA. That would hopefully be my plan. And it's something that I just thoroughly enjoy and find ultimately rewarding, even more so than any other field of medicine, personally speaking. And it's just so darn interesting too. I mean, all the new research that's being put into advanced therapeutics, like esketamine, TMS, you name it, even the psychedelic stuff that's being researched right now. It's just extremely interesting, extremely rewarding to help patients with their mental health, especially in such a stigmatized field, right? So something that I am passionate about spreading awareness on as well. So that being said, I start full up full time in about two weeks. So 
just because of time management, not having enough hours in the day and scheduling, I had to put in my notice. Generally, it's 60 day notice as a PA. So I put in my 60 day notice with my pain management job in return for going full time with my psychiatric job. And I'm really looking forward to that because currently I've just been seeing patients mainly one day a week on Wednesdays and then kind of doing a lot of shadowing on the other days and just learning as much as I can about psychiatry. I did of course do three rotations in psychiatry so I do have that background but being a psychiatric PA versus PA student of course is a whole different story. And I've really been learning a lot and taking this time to kind of brush up, get my CME hours. My favorite resource so far, if you are interested in psychiatry, has been neiglobal.com. So that's the Neuroeducation Institute, I believe is what that stands for. They are the pretty much the leaders in psychiatry, in my opinion. And with their membership, which thankfully my job is so gracious to pay for with their membership is included a lot of on-demand videos and other learnings a prescriber's guide a whole host of information even patient education sheets that i oftentimes print out for patients all of that can be found included in the membership on their website so it's something i've definitely been utilizing and making the most of my membership thus far and I'm really looking forward to seeing patients full-time, no more shadowing, but still having collaboration hours and such with not only the other providers on the team, the few nurse practitioners and PAs, but also with our psychiatrist as well. He's very hands-on, very collaborative, especially for us new grads as we're starting with the company. And that's something that I was very intentional about when choosing a job and something that I very much so enjoy about my my location where I'm working in particular because they don't just throw you out there sink or swim and ultimately I believe this method that we're doing is best not only for me but for the patients too right so definitely make sure you take that into consideration when looking for a job as a new grad some other things I think are important when looking for a job as a new grad, right? It's just making sure that it's a supportive learning environment, that you have a good relationship with your supervising physician because it can almost make or break your experience there, in my opinion. So something that definitely should not be underestimated, the amount of importance that that can hold as well as just kind of the feel for the vibe. Make sure that they let you do a shadowing, you know, if you didn't rotate there, maybe a day of shadowing just to kind of get a vibe for what the culture is like there in the office or in the clinic or the hospital, wherever you're gonna be at, I would say is definitely important. I think additionally, something that I'll be going into as I negotiate my salary contract, rather, uh, things that are important to look out for that I've found when being offered other contracts as a new PA is just, you know, PTO. How much do they give you? Do they even give you that? What does that look like? How long do you have to be with the company for that? Do they offer any benefits like healthcare, right? Uh, What does the schedule look like? Are you required to take call? Is that in-person call? Is that virtual call? Of course, what is the compensation like, right? Are you being fairly compensated for your time or are you getting paid under market value? 
do they allow any CME allowance or is that all going to be something you get out of pocket because you're going to be required to get those 100, uh, I believe 100 in total and 50 category one CME hours within the first two years of being a PA. So something to think of, right? And then do they have a training period? Especially being a new grad, you're going to want some sort of designated training time or something to that matter. And if they either say they don't do that or they kind of give you glazed over look, that might be kind of red flags, right? Like you want to make sure, are they familiar with working with PAs in general and maybe even new grad PAs, right? Do they have those systems in place? Do they know what your needs are going to be? You want to make sure you're in optimal, an optimal environment for your success as a new grad especially. So all things that I have found to be rather important uh, that I've learned about on my journey from since graduating PA school and doing job hunting and all that fun stuff. And just a little life update, not PA related. I am actually pending the sale of buying my first home. I have never been a homeowner before. It's something that I've always dreamt about and to hopefully we have, we will be closing next month, fingers crossed and God willing, on a new home for me and my daughter. So I am beyond excited and blessed to even be in a position to buy my own home, let alone do it by myself and just set that example for my daughter, give us a home base and somewhere to call ours that no one can take away from us and we don't have to keep moving almost every year because as y'all may know, I've moved almost every year of my adult life, sadly. And now I'm 30, I'm ready to have a home base and it's the perfect home and the perfect town that I've been wanting to live in for a while just outside of my hometown. So fingers crossed for me guys that everything works out and we end up in our new home here in the next month. So really exciting news for sure. That being said, of course, as I mentioned, earlier it is caspa season so a ton of y'all have been reaching out to me for your personal statement edits your experience edits your secondary essay edits all the edits right so whatever you guys need please reach out to me i'm more than happy to help edit what you need to give you those mock interviews to help you guys out in any way i can however that looks for you in a personalized way, in an affordable way, right? That way you can be the best applicant that you can be and you can optimize your ability to get into PA school so you can get to and through PA school and one day be in my shoes. So of course, I've mentioned that before, right? That I do your CASPA application reviews for $30. Uh, that's like a one-on-one t- one one 30 minute session. I also do the mock interviews. So that's $50 for the 30 minutes, but I also give you guys that personal written feedback. And then of course, as I've been doing now for multiple CASPA application cycles, giving you guys that those edits back. So really those are $30 for one round of edits and $40 for two rounds each additional round after that is just 10 bucks and if you're wanting experiences edited I do that 
pretty much for like a dollar experience. So I probably should be charging more because it takes a while sometimes. But like I said, I want it to be something mutually beneficial, something that's worthwhile on my end, of course, but also that is allowing you guys to get that help from someone who has been in your shoes, who knows what it takes and has that education background, of course, as well in a way that's affordable. That's not going to nickel and dime you like some of these bigger corporations do charging crazy amounts like upwards or over a hundred dollars just to review your essay one time it's it's borderline burglary in my opinion and something that I personally would not have been able to afford as a pre-PA student so I'm hoping to be able to utilize these services to help level the playing field for those of you guys who were like me and did not come from an independently wealthy background or we're not the best off financially prior to PA school, right? So that being said, you can always reach out to me on my website at becomingapa.org or on Instagram at PA underscore Liera. That's PA underscore L-E-I-R-A. If you would like to utilize any of those services, I accept Venmo, all forms of payment though, honestly. And of course, if you just want to reach out on Instagram, you have a question about the PA school process, what being a PA is like, all that good stuff. You know, I'm more than happy to answer any questions you guys have. So shoot me a DM on Instagram for really any and everything that you might be needing. And I promise to get back to you guys. Now, of course, if you haven't left a five-star review yet, that's something I would love from you guys. So please take the two seconds out of your day, literally 30 seconds max, to just leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen at. Uh, It would be very much appreciated, and it really does make a difference in the podcast and getting it out there to other people, spreading the word, and just lets me know that you guys are enjoying the content and things like that. So definitely please take the time to do that if you haven't already. If you are needing those discounts, right, with my PA box subscription or Med by Lib or even Pigmonic, right, getting yourselves 10 to 20% off of all of that, use my code PA underscore Liera. So the same as my Instagram handle. It's easy to remember to kind of save you guys some extra, extra cash as well. Any way you can save cash is a good idea, especially because you won't be able to work that much, if at all during PA school. So start saving those bucks now while you can. And of course, my job as a psych PA. So as I mentioned, I'm ramping that up here soon in the next two weeks. And it is my goal where I've wanted to be the perfect environment for me. We are outpatient. We see all the things and I'm finally credentialed now with most major insurances, so that can be a holdup sometimes as a new grad as well. It does take a few, couple months at least to get credentialed with some of the insurances, and that can kind of slow things down as you're trying to see patients as a new grad. There are some workarounds, but long story short, it's a lot better once you're credentialed with all or most of the major insurances if you're working somewhere that does accept insurances like my place we have a whole host of therapists and counselors 
at our office as well. So it's really nice. They're very collaborative. We share mutual patients and we kind of update each other on how the patient's doing as we see fit and needed. So that's something really special about where I'm at right now in psychiatry. We see all ages, really, and I really like that as well because I love adults, but I also have a heart for children, and I didn't get as much experience, especially in psychiatry, with young children and adolescents as I wish I would have, so I'm getting that experience now, and I'm really enjoying that, I can honestly say. So another perk about where I'm at And like I mentioned before, that just collaborative nature between the other providers and the psychiatrist as well has been paramount, I would say, in my experience thus far. And just the work-life balance. They offer, a, I would say, a pretty, pretty good amount of PTO to kind of help you have that work-life balance. You do take call, I believe it's like once a month at max on a weekend or a few days. It's virtual though, so it's not that bad. I'll be having my first round of call in July, so we'll see how I do. If I survive, how it goes, I'll report back, let you guys know what that looked like. And other than that, we see follow-ups mostly every 30 minutes. We have an hour for lunch. And we usually have a drug rep or someone else coming in to provide a free lunch for the office or at least the medical providers. At a minimum, I would say two times a week. Sometimes it's three. We have a half day on Fridays, so we get done at one. The other days we're there eight to five with that hour lunch. We have a mix of in-person and virtual patients. And once you've been with the company for, I think it's like six months to a year, then you get a telehealth day. So it's nice to have one day a week. Some providers who have been there longer even have two where they are completely virtual working from home those days. So another example of that work-life balance that you can try to add to your life as a PA. That being said, we often see what you would imagine, right? Major depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, a whole host of other things, ADHD. So we get very familiarized with those medications, with psychotherapy. We have the ability to refer to the, like I said, the counselors and therapists within our office and collaborate together on just mostly medication management for the patients in our office, which has been really cool thus far. I've already learned a ton, and I imagine I will continue to do so as I grow and continue on with the company. And really, that's that's the majority of what I'm doing right now, just learning, living, eat, sleep, breathing psychiatry, but enjoying it and doing so in a way that's allowing me that balance. And I do plan on continuing my other two jobs, not the pain management, like I already said, but the low T center, I work there, I would say about three Saturdays a month. It's only four hours. It's something a little different and they pay really, really well to work on a Saturday. So in my opinion, it's relatively easy extra money and something I enjoy. It can be a little crazy at times, full volume load of, of patients and 
Of course, it's only male patients, right? And it can be a little crazy sometimes when the MAs call in and we're short-staffed or when we recently merged with another company. So there's been a ton of changes. One of the main providers is leaving, so another big change coming up. But you've got to roll with the punches. And after being in PA school, you're very good with your flexibility, or at least you should be. So not a, it could be worse, right, for sure. So I plan on continuing that. And then my home health job, right? So basically I go to members' homes and I find that to be very unique and seeing how these patients are living. Some of them in good conditions, some of them in questionable conditions. It's very eye-opening. And uh, a lot of it is rural medicine. So that's something I never had experience with before either that I'm learning a lot about. And they're just the sweetest people. They're very hospitable and, and just welcoming and wanting that medical care. And a lot of them don't get to see a primary doctor very often or don't even have one who will accept their insurance or can't see them very often because they live so far out and there's no one in their town and so when I come in, I do basically a med reconciliation with them. A lot of patient education, sometimes they don't know why they're taking what and what are the side effects of this or that or the other. So a lot of patient education there. And then going through with a quick physical exam, just seeing if there are any things that they're at risk for. And then based off of that, doing a little bit of laboratory studies. So giving them a fecal occult blood test package that they can mail off on their own, doing mobile spirometry, doing mobile A1C checks, doing, you, you name it, like we can probably do it. We can test their urine, we can do, the one I do the most is peripheral arterial disease testing. So. It's a little sensor, it looks like a pulse oximeter. You put it on each digit, one on the right hand, one on the left hand, one on the right foot, and one on the left foot, 15 seconds each. It's kind of a cool process, honestly, and you get real-time results that show you if the patient has any signs of, of peripheral arterial disease. And then you leave behind a paper that kind of gives them information on what even is PAD and what can you do to prevent or to make it better and what are the next steps as well as a sheet that we give them on the nearest safe drug disposal locations where they can safely dispose of their old or expired medications and instructions how to do that. And then all of this gets electronically sent off to their primary care doctor if they have one for them to go over with them or know what issues are going on because they haven't been seen in a while in clinic maybe and it's very rewarding honestly so I plan on keeping that too because it is very flexible also as an independent contracted position I make my own schedule and they're basically open I think almost like seven to seven every day but I usually see five patients a day I have one hour allotted for each patient visit because it is a lot to go through sometimes and plus the drive time. But then they compensate you back for your mileage and you're fairly well compensated for each visit. And like I said, you make your own schedule as long as you work the minimum four shifts a month, then that's really the only requirement schedule wise. So I'll usually work 
see five patients on a Friday evening and five patients on a Saturday afternoon after I get done at my low T center. And sometimes the patients will reschedule or they won't remember things like that. So sometimes it ends up being only three patients out of the five, but oftentimes I call them ahead of time, either the day or a few days before to confirm their appointment. And that way I know I don't show up to a patient's house and they're not home or they don't remember about the appointment. So it all ends up pretty well in the end. Now on the next episode, my plan is to give you guys really just a rundown of the exact steps to take after new after graduating for new grads so your state licensing your DEA licensure credentialing all of that good stuff the nitty-gritty that really needs to be addressed more in my opinion than it is currently at most PA programs so be on the lookout for that and of course (laughs) CASPA is going on so y'all are probably neck deep in application so good luck to those of you who are applying this cycle you can do it just hang in there if you're in pa school same thing (laughs) you can do it hang in there there is a light at the end of the tunnel it never gets fully easy i'm sure but it gets easier and just take it a day at a time right like let me hopefully be inspiration to you that you can do it it is worth it in the end You can accomplish your goals if you just continue, don't give up, and believe in yourself at the end of the day. You deserve great things, and great things are coming to you. So let's manifest that, let's believe it, and let's go out here and get it done, okay? (laughs) All right, that's your inspirational pep talk for the week. Until next time, guys, I will see you later. Bye.